Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Preacher's Hour Podcast. I realized that I had said in our previous episode that was going to be our last one uh, for 2021, but um, my trip to South Africa got canceled. Thank you, Omicron. And so um, we decided, and like, uh, shout out to my coworker, Ninon. She was like, you can't just be done after that. Like, you can't just not have another episode. So, um, my brother is here, third time, three timer. He's like, our, I think you're only our second three timer. Three. T- uh, That's right. The first mm-hmm. time was in that shit. It, mm-hmm. it was in the garage. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's every single time it's been in December. Yeah. Because you this is when you're in town. That's right. So um, we are going to do what we did last year with you, which was recap the year because we're coming to an end. A lot of podcasts do like, you know, end of the year recap. Um, all that good stuff. So I thought, why not? Now, Brandon could not be with us. Uh, he's a busy guy doing Great. photography and things like that. But got my guest host, who is a veteran of <laughs> making content, has an amazing speaking voice, better than mine. Uh, they're about the same. They're, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're just listening to the audio, you're going to be like, who is talking? <laughs> this is insane. Hey, this is Jeff Copeland. <laughs> Yeah, our podcast. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, man. It's really funny because, like, even doing the intro, I was like, "Hey, what up, guys?" And then I, I'm, I usually wait for Brandon to like interject, and then you didn't. I was like, "Uh, yeah." So, <laughs> but anyway, so man, uh, we are going to be just talking about what's going on right now. You know, what's new, what you got going on, what's been going on. Um. And then we'll talk about, you know, 2021 um, on like a personal level, like just what's happened with us. And then like on a macro level, like, you know, what you noticed in the in the world and the culture and mm-hmm. things that were impactful to you, things that you were upset about, things that you thought were really great. You know, whatever the case may be, it could be anything, art, mm-hmm. okay. politics, all that crazy stuff. Um, and then... Uh, Talk about some things that we've learned this year and then, you know, going into 2022, you know, what's to expect. So <clears throat> for people who do not know you, which is weird, there's many people. Yeah, no, but um, <laughs> you're kind of a big deal in a certain scene and a small um, arena. More and more people uh, like um, are getting more aware of you. Craziest thing, bro, before I let you talk, um, I was at a basketball game at Selena's job at Buchanan. And I uh, ran into one of my uh, old co that I used to coach with, this guy I used to coach with, okay. um, who now coaches at uh, Bullard. And he was like, he, he's like, oh man, I'm so into cologne. And uh, I discovered your brother. I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, you know, looking for reviews and stuff. And I see this guy and I click on it and like, the name looks familiar. And the way he's talking sounds familiar. I'm like, man, who is this guy? <laughs> And I'm like, wait, is this Jeff's brother? And I was like, yeah, man. I go, I'm, I've been on this channel. He says, what? Oh, man, he's so good. Blah, blah. So, wow. Um, the world is increasingly becoming <laughs> uh, more aware of you. So, but people who don't know, man, like, put them on game, man. What do you do? Um, yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I want to take notice that, again, this is my third time here on, this, on the show. And, Every time has been an immense upgrade. <laughs> the first time 
which I don't even think there was video at no, the time. No, there was no video. That's true. Uh, we had the little uh, USB mic yes, in the middle. Yes. And for the first half episode, it wasn't even plugged in <laughs> or something. It was, yes. it was a disaster. So then last year, of course, we're in the same room, but mm-hmm. it did not look like this. It was right. just like a regular living space mm-hmm. with a couch. And then here we are. So just amazing to see the growth. Yeah. Um, just kind of step by step. So, yes, I am Jeff's brother, mm-hmm. twin brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have been twins for a long time. You know, quite a bit. Most of our <laughs> lives, I think. Yes. And uh, I currently live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, but I bounced around a bit. I was in Chicago for almost a decade yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did grad school and all the stuff out there. And been in Portland almost four years now, which is crazy. Wow. Three and a half years, That's I think. wild. Um, yeah, and I'm a musician. That's a lot of what I do. I play the trumpet. Uh, professionally, I'm playing around town. I play out of town here and there, and I teach a lot. I teach part-time at a couple universities. Yeah, I was definitely going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, doing that. Um, and uh, also, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Just <laughs> also <laughs> that. Uh, it, it's funny because, um, you know, I feel like my identity is the same mm. everywhere I go, but it's kind of like reproportioned or shifted depending on where I am. Mm. Um, you know, in Chicago, which is where I started my YouTube channel, talking about fragrances, reviewing them, collaborating with brands. And that's mostly what I do. I give critical reviews on fragrance and, you know, I explore the artistry of it and also talk about the practicality of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so sharing what I love, but also trying to help others. Right. Um, that's it in a nutshell. And when I started in Chicago, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. <laughs> I, nobody knew. And I think I'd started it. I'd been doing it maybe two years before I left Chicago. And That's true. Yeah, I remember when you came. I remember when you came and first told me. Yeah. I was like, you're doing what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, you're the first person I yeah, told, I honestly, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. And uh, so none of my friends over there knew, even from the point that I left, like mm-hmm. they had no idea. And then when I got to Portland, uh, I started to become integrated into the music scene more. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. then naturally people start to like look you up when you're new. Uh. So then I would have people the next time I see them out somewhere, they're like, hey, man, I found your YouTube channel, you know. (laughs) So it quickly became like that was the face of me Mm. to the Portland scene. Okay. Because people started to find me that way. So then I kind of just embraced it over there. Right, right, right. So almost there's like two identities in two different places, but... It's just like the fragrance is at the front here and it's kind of behind here. It's like you'll find it on this yeah, side. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's not the first thing yeah, you've seen. And then, exactly, yeah. exactly. Nowadays, I mean, if if you Google my name, it, just Justin Copeland, then you're going to find my fragrance yeah. videos, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> That's just so like, crazy, bro. Like you're Googleable, like, like <laughs> I mean, actually Google. I mean, no, no Wikipedia yet or anything. You know, <laughs> I'm waiting yet. for that. Somebody's <laughs> been saying all kind of lies. He grew up in, in <laughs> Uganda. Yeah, immigrated to that boy's from Fresno. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm doing in a nutshell. Um, I basically kind of do 50-50 of both at this point. When I'm not doing fragrance, I'm doing music and vice versa. Uh, so in essence, I'm kind of working all the time. Yeah. Pull the mic closer to you. Yes. Just the whole stand. There you go. Um, so how many subscribers do you have <laughs> on YouTube? Uh, at this point, we're a little over 47,000. 47, 
thousand, <laughs> bro. Like the amount of people that I talk to on a daily basis that are like, "Hey, uh, I heard that you have a brother." Number one, I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I got my job and stuff." Like, "Hey, I I saw his channel. It's oh my gosh, it's like, so seriously? good!" Like literally all the time at church, people would just be like, "Hey, I saw that your brother has a channel." It's <laughs> a lot of people on. There. I'm like, "Yeah, he's out here. You know, he's doing this thing." <laughs> Um, wow, I had no idea. It happens just quite a bit. Stumbling, yeah. On. They're just literally like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, wow." They're so good. Oh my gosh, like it's so professional. Like, and my students, you're basically like a, a celebrity YouTuber <laughs> at that point. They're just like, no, and then they always go, "I can't watch his videos. It's boring." I'm like, "Yeah, I know you're not gonna. They're longer than two seconds. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you're gonna find them boring, but yeah, but there are just they are just so impressed when they like." He has what? Oh my gosh, he's fr- like they're just like celebrities. Yeah, man. Wow. But uh, wow, that's that's insane. I remember when you were just like, oh, I got you know, people was following me and like, dude, yeah, I remember when I hit a hundred. Yeah, after like a, a maybe a month or two, I was like, wow, hundred. That's pretty guys. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact me and Brandon are sitting here at one sixty four. Yeah, and it's still weird. Every time you check and you get more, you're just like. Wow! Like people, (laughs) like filing. It's like like filing into a room room. to see you, right? Like you told us last time. It's just like, wow. I'm sorry that you have to (laughs) deal with us, but no, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's it's just really cool, man. Like, cause it's it's weird, cause like you're just still my brother. Um, even when like you you went live the other day, Mm -hmm. and uh for your patrons and I and I hopped in and I was just like yo what's that? and everyone's like oh is this yeah. Jeff the brother I yep. was like yeah dude you are just you're just Which is like weird you're an enigma yeah. honestly it's crazy bro <laughs> it's just like um cuz they only know you as that and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're like oh this is your brother and it's like yeah like that's it yeah, that's just that that's, like that's ground zero yeah man <laughs> so um so you have some some besides the forty seven thousand subscribers, you also created your own fragrance. Yes, which we've talked about a little bit on the channel, but fam, yeah, you have your own cologne, <laughs> dog. Like that is insane, and it sold out. It sold out. That yeah. is yeah, it wild. Was, it was uh, on the market, if you will, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, for I want to say it came out in May. And I think it was sold out by November. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, so that's like six months, and then it was gone. Uh, it was a limited run. It yeah. was intended to be, so right. came and went. Um, but yeah, it was a, a crazy endeavor. It took almost two years to formulate it and get everything in, in order. COVID definitely played a role mm-hmm. in that. And um, I mean, I didn't do it alone. I did it in collaboration with a fantastic brand mm-hmm. of whom the owner I'm really great friends with uh, called Zaharoff mm-hmm. in Chicago. And uh, he really made it happen. But, you know, he really gave us a space to mm-hmm. be ourselves and to put ourselves into a fragrance, me and two other YouTubers. So a uh, really cool experience. Um, we're in talks of doing it again. So, I mean, like you're a kid from Fresno. Yeah. I mean, I think about that every time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and it's like. Now you you go with a major brand, 
and you have your own fragrance simply because you make YouTube videos about yes. them. Like, yes, I turn on the camera. Just thinking about that. I turn on the camera and I be myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what it, th that's what it takes. Like the amount of humans on earth who do not have their own fragrance. <laughs> the amount of people that buy cologne and perfume and stuff like that. And like, this is somebody else, but you have your own. This is mine. I made this. My yeah. name is on this. Like yeah. that's. It's crazy. Crazy. It really is. And I, I love how it came out. Yeah, it um, smells good. I, I'm making a huge dent in my body. Yeah, same. Take it was the fragrance I wore the absolute most this mm -hmm. year. I just did a video on the fragrances I wear the most, and I'm a total nerd because yeah. I, I like track yeah. every single oh, yeah. fragrance every single day on this. And it's part database. of your part of your yeah. YouTube. Thing. Yeah, and then I make a video at the end of every year, and I put everything in a spreadsheet, and and it was by far the most I worn that one. Yeah, it's such an easy thing to wear. Yeah. Like not just because you're my brother and you're here. Like it is such a, it smells good. Like you don't get tired of it mm -hmm. smelling good mm -hmm. and you can wear it with so many different things, different, different events and things yes. like that. Yeah. Different weather. I mean, especially here in Fresno, the weather's not like super, it doesn't fluctuate yeah. like that crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like it works for most of the year. Yeah. It works for dope. moderate yeah. times, you know, mm -hmm. and just a little bit of backstory on the fragrance. Cause you know, it's like, yeah, I created a fragrance, mm -hmm. but, um, I want to illuminate like the purpose behind it mm. because again, Zaharoff, my friend George Zaharoff, he wanted us to, to say something with mm. it. So what I decided to do, what made the most sense is like, Hey, let me bring my music and fragrance together. So the fragrance is called brass and soul, and it's intended to kind of illustrate for the listener, which is also the person smelling mm -hmm. it. Um, what my experience is performing but in a very particular way. Yeah. So like I'm on stage in this particular room, like the feel of my trumpet in the hands, um, the songs that the band is playing, the ambience of mm -hmm. the room, candles and the, you know, the smell of the wood and mm -hmm. the walls and someone gets a dessert and all these things in the room that really, you know, like within an hour yeah. experience, that's kind of what I'm trying to paint with the fragrance. So it was interesting, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but um, when it came out, it finally dropped. People were buying it. And, you know, it was done in a way where you had to buy it blindly. Mm -hmm. it, you can yeah. only buy it online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the hope was that, yeah, people who really rock with this, they're going to be like, yeah, it's limited release. I support this person. Yeah, I want to I want to buy it. So overall, the response was fantastic. People were like, man, this thing gets me so many compliments. I love the way it smells. I like how it changes. It smells the way you described. I love it. And then you had a good small camp of people who were like, this is not Justin. Like, <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. Like, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Ew. Because when you first spray it on, and you mm -hmm. can probably attest to this, it is invigoratingly fresh. Yes, it's right? very citrus. Like, yes. like really. Yes. It's like, okay. Yeah, bright. I just cleaned some <laughs> stuff with some orange cleaner. Yeah, yeah. a lot of mandarin orange. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of orange. Watery notes. It's spicy. Yeah. Um, very, very fresh, almost mm -hmm. soapy in a way, yeah. but it does change on the skin. Now that threw a lot of people off because, you know, on the internet, especially if you make YouTube videos, people will take from you what they, they want, want to mm -hmm. take. So when they see me on camera, they see me as like just this super, just like a shadow, just this calm, <laughs> just like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
everything is dark. Everything I do is just like nothing <laughs> at all. You know, just like this. <laughs> Sorry for getting too excited. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Down. yeah. And so they expected like, oh, I thought it was going to be like dark and boozy and like tobacco and like a jazz club, you know, like a oh, jazz club. This God. is this is not him at How all. How many jazz clubs have these people been in? That's what <laughs> exactly. I want. Exactly. Very few, I'm sure. And again, if they had, I made a video when I dropped the, the fragrance that explains everything. Mm-hmm. If they watched the video, they would have known. Right. Um, so those who didn't watch it, they were showing themselves. And <laughs> you know, if they looked at the notes, they would have seen, like, no, this is at least it starts out very fresh because right. it's like the trumpet being cold. You know, it's all, everything had a purpose. But anyway, it was funny to really interface with people who were saying, this is not Justin. Like, oh, oh, you 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 know me. Okay. You're telling me who I am. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that was funny. That was a really, I actually, it was kind of, I had some difficulties with that at first. Yeah. It was a really good learning experience. And we can, we'll talk about that when we get to the things that we learned this year. But um, moving away from the fragrance. Yes. uh, You did something really big in your life. (laughs) recently yes i did something i've never done before never hopefully you never do it again <laughs> exactly and i got engaged let's go join in the team yes to my i got engaged to my girlfriend grace who um is a godsend for yeah. lack of being you know i mean it's cliche but yeah um yeah just there's a lot to go into as well but mm-hmm. yeah the last time we were here um on the last show, you know, we obviously we weren't engaged yet. Right. We were talking like I remember talking like pretty. I remember you were like clearly, yeah, you know, like this is it. Yeah, and, you know. And the funny thing was is that I feel like after that point, I still had to go through a lot of emotional discovery, mm-hmm. um, and you know, really not even like in a sense of like is she good for me, but it's like, man, am I ready? Am I mm-hmm. ready? Am I ready? But I knew even from that point a year ago, it's like if 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 I don't if I'm not with her, then I'm a fool. Mm. Like if I pass this up, I'm a fool. It's like that's my choice. I can choose to be a fool or not. Wow. I knew that. from There's a sermon in there. somewhere. (laughs) So I knew like it's me. Mm -hmm. I have to figure it out. So I did. In fact, I don't I didn't actually. It just it clicked Mm. like literally in a matter of days earlier this year just like yeah i remember uh messaging you think you messaged me on instagram i want to say and we were just dming about it um just like about your what you were struggling with and different things like that and Mm -hmm. and just being able to give you a little bit of advice Mm -hmm. um and then like you know fast forward you told me yeah i'm I'm doing it it's gonna be this weekend i already got this Mm -hmm. i got that and then and then, like, the day you're supposed to do it, I didn't hear from you for the long... I'm like, is this, did he die? Like, did she say no? Like, what happened? You didn't hit it up till like, that evening. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah. Did it. Yeah. Like, Let's go. So, yeah. I'm excited for you, man. Um, I've been literally telling anybody that asks, like, yeah, this is the one. He's going to marry this one. I've been saying this for like, over a year. Yeah, like, he's man. marrying this one. So, um, yeah, man. You guys are engaged. The wedding is going to be end of May. End of May. Yeah, yeah. man. That's going to be... It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be the hardest, most enjoyable, most frustrating, most fulfilling uh, thing you do mm-hmm. in life. Um, totally. It is. And it's it's there's so much sh- security 
um, with it because like you know this person is like committed to you. They're mm-hmm. not going anywhere mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, which means like I could suck. I could like, <laughs> you know, be dumb or be stupid or whatever. And this person is like on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to help me grow and support me. When you have, when you pick the right person, obviously yes. this is all predicated yeah. on uh, picking the right person. Yes. Um, and, you know, obviously I think if, if God is involved mm-hmm. heavily, mm-hmm. then that's the thing that kind of actually makes it work. It's not necessarily two people. Sure. Because like you're gonna you're gonna have issues. Like I saw I have heard I've heard this quote for a while and it says, um, relationships don't create issues, they reveal them. Yes. And yeah, so I like that. um I like and that. so you gotta know that it's there and then the thing that helps both of you get through it is actually your individual commitment to God. Mm-hmm. Because like the other person's gonna bother you, they're gonna piss you off, they're gonna make you mad, and you're just like, ugh. But then God's like, but listen, I'm telling you, you mm-hmm. need to fix mm-hmm. it. You need to figure it out. It's like, all right. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys, man. I'm excited for the for the wedding. Um, went to a lot of weddings this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went to like three, I think, two wow. or three, like in like the fall alone. I went to two in October. So wow, um, which was great. But uh, but yeah, man, that's that's really freaking awesome. So, um, we talked about your engagement. We talked about some really good stuff with your YouTube. Um, uh, you started teaching, you said, so how's that been? Where are you teaching at? How's that going? Yeah. You know, teaching, I have an interesting relationship with it right now. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, for the most part, it's enjoyable. Um, I feel like I'm good at it. Okay. And, um, you know, I've been doing, I've been teaching in one form or another for like a, like 10 years yeah. now uh, when it comes to music. And so right now I'm teaching at Portland State University. I am teaching the jazz trumpet students. And then I also teach at a private um, Christian university. George Fox. George yeah. Fox University. And there I also teach uh, trumpet students. I'm the trumpet professor there. And also That's I'm really cool. I, um, We'll help out with some ensembles here mm-hmm. and there. So, yeah, I've been doing that here. I mean, ever since I got to Portland, really, mm-hmm. I kind of got plugged into those places and have been doing it. And, you know, yeah, it's it's interesting. For those who don't know, I, I'm i still <laughs> finishing a doctorate. That's okay. Which is, in, which is kind of like, I'm not really because I haven't worked on it, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started that to teach full-time mm-hmm. at the university level that was the goal now long story short what i realized is that that pursuit was one out of fear, fear. Mm-hmm. and scarcity yeah Ooh, that's a word right there scarcity Be- mindset because yeah. i i was told and i had been i had seen mm-hmm. as a performing musician like you need that's the route to go need to safety. make a living yeah. yes exactly it's like if you want stability if you want to be able to have a family one day you can't just go on tour yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i knew i didn't want to do that right. i started to realize like i don't want to be like touring 200 days a year and and like have to take every single gig yeah, yeah. in yeah. order to pay rent kind right. of thing right 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 so that was something i realized a while back um and it came to a head when I was offered a, offered a job 
full-time job and I realized I didn't want it. I'm like, it's going to be five times as much as what I'm already doing teaching wise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. I really don't. And it was really kind of enlightening for me. And it also was very convicting because it's like, man, what have I been doing this whole time? Like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. But I realized like, okay, it wasn't for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, connections were made. Great experiences were had. Knowledge was gained and I need to finish it. And then right. I'll have it in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. But as a result, like now I don't, that's not where my energy is going to go right now. Where it's at, the little bit that I am allocating to it is as much as I want to allocate. I was offered a couple of other part-time teaching positions over the past month or two that okay. I've turned down. I'm like, nah, I don't want to put more on the plate. Right. So I'm doing as much as I can handle and I enjoy it. That's good. You know, so. Man, dude, that you said that thing about scarcity, like that is like, so not to get super theological, but a Let's little theological. Do it. Let's do it. it it's, it's, I, I've literally just been learning about that, listening to a bunch of different people, different podcasts and things like that. And, um, operating out of a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset, mm-hmm. um, which it's human nature in the, in our experience to operate out of a scarcity mindset, just to believe that there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And so I need to fight and compete and scrap and possibly like hurt others mm-hmm. in order to like survive because there's not enough, mm-hmm. not enough to go around. I got to fight for what, you know, what I can get. Um, versus what Jesus teaches, which is an abundance mindset, which is like, don't worry about those things. Like your God, God knows you need those things. Seek the kingdom of God first mm-hmm. is Matthew six, um, famous passage. And it's just like, um, don't be anxious about anything. Like mm-hmm. I got you. And it's like, how are you going to tell me not to be anxious? I got bills and stuff. What you mean? But it's like believing that God has packed creation with enough, with more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to live like that yeah. is, uh, it's something that I am wrestling with, like currently, mm. as we've talked about, talked about last night with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like just just even what you said about like pursuing that out of fear, I feel like I've been doing that for, you know, the last ten years mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. Um, just afraid that like God, you're not going to provide, so I have to, I have to do this in order to like be safe and comfortable and take care of my wife and I. Yeah, and then he's just like, "No, go ahead. Yeah, you're not gonna enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. Go he's ahead. Like, I'll let. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you go can have do a great that. time, but, uh, but you're not see. gonna have a great yeah. time. <laughs> you'll see. Yeah, that this is not for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I, I dig it. In I fact, think that's great. Grace has really helped me. See My that. wife has really helped me. Like, man, yeah. <laughs> you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not. No. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. No, Grace is. Um, I mean, everything you've said, she right. embodies, mm-hmm. and, and I know she gets it from her upbringing um, in the Word and also just in the work that she does right. of, of really seeking an abundance mindset and believing in that, and she's really kind of helped to impart that on me because I didn't realize, I mean, I, I did realize yeah. how small I was, I was living. Yeah, yeah, know, that's good. Because there was, there was some times in my life, you know, in the past, you know, five-ish years where... I mean, I had like, I mean, there was one day where I, I had nothing in the in my bank account. Like literally, I I, lo- I looked at it and it, I had a zero balance. And I was, and this was like three years ago. That makes me want to cry. This was like three me. years ago, and I was like, oh, 
Oh, I would have slid you a, a rack. <laughs> like, here's a thousand. <laughs> oh, just, and yeah, I mean, man. honestly, when I think back to that time and I think of where I am now, yeah, man. It, it is it is only God. Yeah, that's crazy. It is only God because at this point I'm in a place I never imagined I would be. You can't even like picture like literally like everything we talked about before about like the subscribers and fragrance and all stuff. I'm just like I don't even have the creative capacity in my imagination to believe that that is a thing that could be possible yeah and it, it goes back to um Ephesians where he says like now he's able to do exceedingly abundantly Money, above like, all um, that you can ask or, or imagine think, or yeah, think yeah. like the things that that will help you you can't even imagine what they'll be that's crazy and, and also really beautiful yeah and it's just like yeah. why do i think that why would i even want to be in control exactly when i don't have the imagination to imagine what i could be doing or what i could have and god does and he's like bro if you just move out my freaking way <laughs> i'm gonna give you this and it's gonna be amazing you're gonna be like oh dang i didn't know i could do this like all the stuff that i've just like i said that we've talked about Mm -hmm. um off camera just like that i'm that i all of a sudden am gonna do mm -hmm. i could have mm -hmm. never pictured myself doing mm -hmm. any of that like even a year ago yeah. and so and it, the crazy yeah. thing is that we don't we don't necessarily like you didn't change that for yourself mm -hmm. like let me go ahead and shift this because yeah. that's so i can look at it differently wait. yeah oh. it's just like yeah. it's like wait if i really look at myself now and i look back like it changed but how did it you changed yeah. it yeah yeah what yeah, did you do? Yeah. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> been doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. Joe, should we take a break? Okay, we're gonna take a break, guys, and then we'll be back. Talk about some more stuff. Indeed. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, this is an ad, so bear with us. Don't skip it, um, guys. We have a Patreon. We've been talking about it for a long time. Um, we would love some more of your support. Okay. If you get anything out of this podcast, any gems, any like good information, knowledge, you, you know, you feel uplifted and encouraged, please think about supporting us on Patreon. Become one of our patrons, man. We want to expand this thing, make this even better than it is right now. We have, you know, done a lot of renovations out of our own pocket. So guys, like, please think about becoming a patron. Yeah. Cause your support goes a long way. It'll help us uh, continue to upgrade our cameras, our computers, our everything that we do here. Uh, but we literally can't do it without you. So if you feel led to, please support us um, through this platform and continue to support us as we continue to grow and give you better content. Thanks, guys. Love you. See ya. All right. We are back from the break. We are. <laughs> we are. This is true. <laughs> okay. So... Um, Let's talk about uh, what we came to talk about, <laughs> which is uh, 2021, man. Yeah. Um, overall, how was it for you, especially compared to 2020? Gosh. 2021 for me was filled with immense growth. Mm. Um, and honestly, I'm the type of person who historically I struggle to recognize growth. Because you're a musician, you're very hard on yourself. You yes. don't think you're getting better at all. Yeah, and the thing that's been very healing with YouTube is that the growth is 
quantifiable, like literally oh, numbers. Data behind it. Yeah, yeah so point. you know that's a, a very narrow lens, but it is a great example of like I can go back and I can see like oh, in February of 2021, mm-hmm. I had 33,000 subscribers. Wow. Now I have 47. It's wow. like, okay. Yeah. You know, and, but I've been so focused on this goal of hitting 50 by the end of the year. Uh, you're like, oh, dang, I didn't reach it. And I'm just like scrounging up this hill, not even looking mm-hmm. at like the miles the far, yeah, I've yeah. come to this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And then I look, I'm like, oh, that's like, it's a lot. 14,000 people. Yeah. That's a huge a year. growth. Yeah. So I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. So then, you know, seeing that kind of stuff, it makes me look at everything that way. Mm. Um, now, naturally in life, I think when you are pursuing multiple things at once, mm-hmm. you cannot dedicate the same level of energy to everything. So some things will have more growth than others. That's definitely been a big point of growth for sure. Um, and another point of growth has just been, you know, just myself and knowing myself in the aspect of a relationship with grace, uh, you know, cause again, just being with her for the course of the past year has taught me a lot, whether mm-hmm. or not she meant to teach me things or, you know, whatnot. Just, <laughs> yeah. um, again, we talked a little bit in the first half about, you know, scarcity and abundance mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she's really just very optimistic and very, um, just like, no matter what, we're going to find a way through. And yeah. I've, I've always kind of been that way as yes, well. And, and she's really kind of awakened that even more in me. So we really align in that way. And that's been a beautiful thing. Like no matter what, like, we come into difficulty. Mm-hmm. We don't use ego to get through it. Mm, it's like wow. our, our goal is not to protect our uh, individual yeah. selves in this situation. It is to find a collective way through. That's good. And as long as we focus on that, I think we'll be all right. We'll find a way. So, yeah, there's been a lot of fortifying mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, that's really new for me in, in, in the context of a relationship, just being with someone that I know I can truly trust Mm -hmm. and who clearly is, you know, looking out for me and I'm doing the same for her and and we make each other grow. And it's just like both uncomfortable and just unprecedented all at the same time, you know, Mm. um, in a really great way. So definitely learned a lot inwardly in that way. Yeah. That's like definitely the micro level. Mm -hmm. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Um, you know, looking at, uh, it's funny cause like just on the podcast side, like because anchor is owned by Spotify, mm-hmm. we got a wrapped. So we got a Spotify wrapped oh, like cool. just for our podcast, just on the Spotify side. Okay. Um, which is funny because I think, uh, I don't want to misquote. So let me get the exact, um, breakdown, mm-hmm. but essentially, yeah. So only 32% of our listeners are on Spotify. So I only have data for 32% of our listeners. Where's the rest? 42% on Apple Podcasts. Oh. And then 26% on like on other platforms, which are like, I use one of them, which is a Pocket Cast. There's a bunch of other ones. But wow. so the funny thing is I just have the demographics and the breakdown and the numbers and, and the success, if you will, mm. just on 32% of our listeners. Wow. Um, but it was still really cool to just look at the wrapped and to see like, you, you know, this many people are listening and this many hours and this many. It's just like, OK, like it, it is really cool. Yeah. It does kind of give you like a, 
like just a really overall like okay how did we actually do because you're just you're in it the whole year and you don't even really think about the fact that a year is passing yeah yeah and you're just kind of like okay what's next what's next what's next Mm -hmm. what's next okay Mm -hmm. that last video was like eh, this one was really good that one was eh. oh dang okay what's next exactly and you're not even really understanding like the scope of time that you are you're not even measuring it, even though you should be. And it's being measured <laughs> externally. Right. You're just like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then it kind of forces you to like back up and look at everything. Go, oh, okay. This is what's actually happened in this amount of time. Um, That's so true. Yeah. So on the podcast side, like things have been really cool um, in that sense. A lot of great feedback. Uh, personally, I have, it's been, it's been a really interesting contrast to 2020. Um, cause I think I said this maybe last year, even like 2020 wasn't that bad for me Same. individually. In fact, a lot of things happened. Yeah. Got a house, got a car. Yeah. Um, I felt like on the job front, like I really enjoyed, I know I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I really enjoyed yeah. teaching at home. Yeah. You got some clarity. Um, like there were definitely aspects that sucked, mm-hmm. but it was kind of nice to just be at home, you know, go in the kitchen, make me some coffee, be, just be wearing some shorts mm-hmm. or whatever and mm-hmm. hop on the computer and, you know, teach some classes and then kind of just have the rest of the time and just be at home, not to worry about the drive home yeah. and all that stuff. Just, yep. um, so that was kind of nice. And then like coming back um, at the end of, at the beginning of 2021 and then coming all the way through and getting to this point, man, it's been a really interesting year. I've learned a lot. Like, not only about myself, um, and, you know, just, like, I've learned like about, like, my own emotional and, like, my energy levels. Um, mm. I, there's this, mm. this guy, this pastor named uh, Kerry Newhoff. He has this really great podcast, a bunch of different things that he does. He just came out with a book called uh, Oof, Your Best Self, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the title. But essentially, it talks about how Everybody has um, peak hours of mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you might be awake for, you know, 12 hours, 16 hours, but you really only have, like, four, like, peak hours mm-hmm. where you're at your best. Agreed. I think the name of the book is, like, being at your best, something like that. And so, you got to have, you have green, yellow, and red zones of mm-hmm. your day. And so, you've got to figure out where your green zone is and try to do most of your productive stuff during your green zone. Interesting. Um, and then you got to match your green zones with the people you have to collaborate with and work with, right? So if your green zone is in the morning and you're like a, you know, eight to twelve, that's like you're you're I'm ready to yeah. do a billion things. Yeah. Or your green zone is like twelve to four mm-hmm. or whatever, twelve to three, right? Um, and then like my my green zone is probably uh like mid morning to like afternoon so like about 10 9 9 o'clock to about 1 mm. once 1 o'clock hits i'm like <laughs> i'm done yeah. i have nothing left I'm, i have zero energy and so that's probably my yellow zone my red zone is like 3 on 4 yeah. o'clock i'd be after work i don't want to talk to anybody yeah. i don't even want to make this smallest of talk <laughs> Um, and so just real, I've realized that I've gotten older. I'm like 32 now going on 33. I'm not in very good shape. Okay. Like physically, which affects my energy levels. Mm. 
Um, so I get tired a lot quicker. So I've learned that. Um, I've got a lot of knowledge about like theology and, and, but I always was caring about that, but now I'm actually like caring about other things, okay. which is really fascinating, really cool. I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying, um, we're starting a church. I don't yeah. even, I haven't even really told you, but, uh, we got a building. You did mention yeah, you got a building. And... We're going to be moving in January 7th. It's going to be our first oh. time in it. Like it's, we painted it. Selena did a lot of the work. They're putting carpet in this week. Um, it's it's amazing, like the growth of that place. And wow. so we're going to be moving. Up. We're planning on having our first service in the new year, um, which is wild. Like yeah. literally being part of planting a church has been crazy. Yeah. Because um, I I've learned a lot about myself and the fact that like I am actually in a position to be ready okay. for the pressure okay. and ready to be the teaching pastor. Mm. Um, you know, starting seminary. Start taking a seminary class next semester and and just you know all those different things i've learned on a micro level in 2021 like what i'm capable of um i've learned that like i'm not that old (laughs) as weird as it sounds like here's the crazy thing bro like i see what people are accomplishing like in their late 30s and 40s and i'm like okay yeah i got time Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I used to be like, dang, I'm 30. I'm old. It's over. I'm washed up. Like, That is man. the messaging that we're given. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, it's kind of inadvertent in a way, but mm-hmm. we're given this, like, you hit your peak mm-hmm. at, like, if you're not, like, in your career by 25 and then by 35, you're, like, set and, and just sailing, mm-hmm. then you missed it. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, the amount of, like, second and third careers that people have been especially like millennial on like millennial gen z and moving forward like the way that we are going to do stuff we'll talk about that with mm-hmm. going into 2022 but things are just different i think i've always kind of lived in this professional athlete clock mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. all right now <laughs> I'm, i would be retiring pretty yes. soon if i was a professional player like, you see the people that you're the same age as like they're all like getting to the end of their careers yeah, in like, basketball and stuff. Me and you're too. like, dang, man. And LeBron's like 38, and you're like, how's he still doing it? He's got too much money to put into his body. And you're just like, man, I ain't, I ain't got it. Like, I'm, I would be retired. I would be at the end of, I'm at the end. And man. it's like, no, you're not. Like, you're at the peak of, like, I think intellectually, I'm like just getting started. Like, it's amazing. Like, I'm like, man, I didn't know anything in my 20s. Like thinking about what I know now versus what I knew then, I'm like, yeah, I'd much rather be here than be there. Yeah. Like I think physically, it's like, oh man, you know, having the the metabolism and the body and stuff like that would be cool. But I definitely appreciate more where I'm at now mm-hmm. with like maturity, emotionally, and like intellectually, and just all kind of stuff. I appreciate where I'm at now. Um, anything else on the micro level? No, I think. No, I feel you there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really keen realization to have about like your where you're at and your trajectory and it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm not that far along. It's like I'm glad I'm I'm at where I'm at. I've yeah. gained what I've gained and you know, I'm ready to just keep that going. Yeah. But uh yeah, there's so much more. So and much it's, more. it's funny like like following God um at this age and I'm realizing like, yeah, man, like I'm a baby. 
when it comes to like this relationship. I was thinking about it yesterday on the uh, driving around yesterday, just like, yeah, like I've barely been doing this for real with you, God. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, he's probably thinking like, man, I got so much more to show you and there's so much more that I'm going to do with you. Mm -hmm. Um, which makes me really excited. Um, so on the macro level, Mm -hmm. as far as like what you observed in the society and, and things like that, um, obviously we're both black men. Yes. Um, undeniable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, indisputable. Yeah. So, uh, what did you observe from the culture, the country, the world in 2021 that, um, maybe you thought was cool. Maybe you thought it angered you. It did up. It, uh, worried you, upset you, you know, concerned you anything like that. Mm. You know, geez, there were some really high level, uh, trials recently. You had the, uh, the Amon Arbery. Yeah. Um, they were right. found guilty. Finally. Yeah. You had, um, the whole that Kyle Rittenhouse guy, which, which, um, which you know, during doing the research, it's like okay, like I don't agree that he was there. That was really stupid. Why you go somewhere that's that volatile with an AR? Mm-hmm. But it was definitely self defense. Like, I, and I think it showed me, um, just you have to be careful with. Like the reaction, like the 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 mass reaction of people, and just kind of like agreeing with them, like automatically without kind of doing your own mm-hmm. research, because it, it it seemed like the the left uh, politically, the left um, response is that he's a racist. This was racially involved. It wasn't self defense. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You should agree. If you don't, you're you're you suck. Versus like, and then the right's like, no, you know, he's a hero. But it's like, okay, you both y'all is wrong. <laughs> I think he was an idiot 17-year-old kid who put himself in a bad situation, but then have, had to defend himself from danger and did that. Mm. And so, um, and it's really interesting, like the whole racial aspect. Because I didn't really know a whole lot about it when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew there was a, there was a protest slash riot over... Mm-hmm. The dude that got the black man that got killed in Wisconsin in uh, Kenosha, That's Wisconsin, right. which is the street that we grew up on, <laughs> which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then the protest happened, and then this this kid goes there, and there's like these militias that are there yeah. that are not police. That this is no. insane. But the people that he killed were not black. No, like I was like, oh wait, really? I just you just automatically assume, okay, high profile shooting. Gotta be a white person killing a black person. You just automatically mm-hmm. go there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But no, I no, I feel that, and you know, I um, I mean, we, I don't, in terms of the, the racial aspect of his motivation, I don't think that is a thing. I agree, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that the handling of the situation the racial aspect does play a role because if he was a black man it might be different we don't know for sure right but the fact that i mean he was he was completely acquitted right i mean there's and that i think that is an issue Mm. because yeah even though he didn't i mean he 
to take a gun into a, a volatile, hostile situation, it's like, what were you coming to do? Like, were you coming to just watch? And like the thing was, it was like, oh, I'm here to protect property in my neighborhood. You drove 45 minutes, big dog. That's like you living no. in Tulare yes. and going, I got to go to Fresno yes. and protect some no. stuff. Like, so, so that was weird. Like, so, again, I can't speak to his motivation because I'm not in I his don't head, know either. in his heart. Only God knows yes. what his motivations were. You know, but I think that the reality is, is that he made a mistake. Correct. And that mistake needs retribution of some kind. Mm. Now, it doesn't have to be the most severe form of punishment, but for it to be absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's. So I know the first person that attacked him had just like escaped an insane asylum or something was trying to hurt him. Like mm. that was. Yeah. So he like, oh, my God, he was like scared. He kills the dude. And then the other protesters like, oh, this guy just this white kid with a gun is an active shooter. That's what that's what I would be thinking. And he's like, he just killed somebody, some innocent person. That's what they're thinking. So yeah. they came up, they tried to hit him with a skateboard, like the truck that was coming. That would have killed him. So he's yeah. like, you can tell like in the video, the kid is freaking out, like trying to get away. He's very uncoordinated yeah. and unathletic. So yeah. he's like tripping over himself. Yeah. He shoots that person. Um, I think they died and somebody else was like trying to pull a gun again thinking this kid is an active shooter trying to kill people that's what you're thinking and then he shoots and that person doesn't die but he does get shot so it's like okay in if you take it just specifically in that scenario mm-hmm. it is self-defense mm-hmm. right so you kind of can't bring in the whole motive of like why are you there in the first mm-hmm. place right i think that's probably the only thing that you can criticize is like you shouldn't have been there dummy yeah but um yeah, i mean it's you, it's weird man i mean people people get convicted for crimes for manslaughter yes which is an accident yes so, no this was not an accident exactly. right because it's but then it's like okay self-defense like if somebody tries to break into my house yeah i'm shooting you yeah but this i'm not like, accidentally shooting yeah. you i'm trying to shoot you but i'm defending myself like and that's the it's it's such a tricky thing and it's like you can't take this one incident it's hard to do that because we've had so many we're coming off of george floyd mm-hmm. and Derek chauvin and all that mm-hmm. we're almost conditioned to lump them all together and just they all have the same outcome they all have the same motive they all have the same like um you should feel the same way about all of them like oh mm. shooting racism oh, yeah done yeah, yeah. they're bad they're good the end yeah right one thing i so so to answer the question about what i've learned in this yeah. this year is just like man nuance is really important um complexity is has to be like valued like the fact that situations yeah. are complex it's true and um, that's a hard thing to come by on the internet because yeah. as you said everything is held to the same standard on mm-hmm. the same plane mm-hmm and it's like you just put them all next to each other and they're yep. equally weighted. Yep. So I agree with that. Yeah, nuance is very important and even a, a, a rarer commodity these days with because the internet, you can make whatever narrative you want to make and mm-hmm. then you rally people and that's it. And no it's, nuance. it's funny because like with the Ahmaud Arbery case, I didn't know, I've learned a lot of this recently, but so the dudes, these were like private civilians Mm-hmm. that shoot and kill him they didn't get 
arrested until like 70 something days later only because there was a huge social media outcry That's right and i guess the the prosecutor was like friends with them and was like trying to help That's them right. get through it and she's under investigation That's right yep i'm just like yep. fam like so like people get upset and i think i'm talking about the right side of things politically gets very upset with the narrative that's pushed right on social media but unfortunately guys like you got to realize that this is an example of why we need social media because right. if there was no social media these guys would be just chilling after innocently killing somebody killing somebody and killing an innocent person yeah. like just and just and that's oh, fine on video yeah like, like evidence like the fact that it took the people having to go hey this is horrible to go all right i guess we'll arrest these guys like fam like what is going on out here so yeah, totally yeah man it's just 2021 ultimately was a continuation yeah i was the first thing that came yeah. to mind when you asked me it was like more of the same more of the same <laughs> it's just more of the fact that as a black person as a black man i can never feel completely comfortable wherever i'm at yeah um because i don't know if i'm gonna fit a description like that's just the number one thing is just like do i look guilty like do i look <laughs> like somebody right now like i wonder how i'm how i look um every time i go to the gas station every time i go to the store anywhere i go anytime i'm just driving down the road um especially living in the area that i live in now it's yeah. just like i wonder oh especially what you. the perception is yeah are people going to be like hey are you supposed to be here essentially like hey what are you doing here that's where right. do you live at and it's like man it's like i don't want to dignify that question with an answer because mm -hmm. you don't deserve to know why I'm here. I, I shouldn't have to explain why I'm here. That's right. Right. But if I don't do that, it's just going to further make you upset, further escalate the situation. Yeah. So, yep, totally. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's just like you said, it's just more of the same. It's just more evidence of like, yep, this is I'm still a black it's guy still alive in America. Well. Yeah, it's still we still have to tread lightly and mm -hmm. you know with just just being smart and yeah and being aware and it's sad it is sad yeah. you know like if i'm you know just the little things you know yeah. walking on the sidewalk and if someone's coming the other way it's like i'll make room mm -hmm. i don't want to make them uncomfortable or mm -hmm. you know not wearing a hood or mm -hmm. in, indoors or mm -hmm. keeping your hands out your pockets these yep. little things little things man yeah I, I totally and then you live in in oregon well which is like <laughs> wow i mean yes it, it's kind of everything all at once portland mm -hmm. portland is its own little beast because yeah it is full of just like very liberal people who really do seek equality and justice almost to a point where it can be uncomfortable um, it, it always makes me go like okay why why do you care about it so much there, there's i very, feel like it's because this is the stance that your political group has taken and so you want to win and be right i don't even know mm. if you actually believe in what you're fighting for i mean you know what I'm even yeah at the very least it's like if you're gonna fight for it it's like you got to understand exactly what yeah. it is. And mm -hmm. frankly, a lot of these, you know, as much as the advocacy is appreciated, it's like <laughs> these, I'm, I don't want to use labels, but a lot of these white people who are very beautiful and, and, and nice people, um, they may not have 
friends yes. who experience these things. So, you know, it's like it's almost blind mm-hmm. advocacy. It's like we just have to it's yeah. like and it's like we need that. Sure. We need that. But yeah. when it comes sometimes it can just be uncomfortable when yeah. people are like, I see you and it's like <laughs> Okay. Chill, like just, bro. Uh, how about I we just you see You don't it? see me because you don't know me. Yeah. So anyway, okay. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to make it seem like it's an issue, but right, it right, is. Right. It's its own vibe. Mm-hmm. Now outside of Portland, Oof. I mean, thankfully, I don't have a full scope of what that is. But I've seen, you know, like driving out of the city in certain directions, and you know, you're in forests, and then you see like Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, wow, yeah. what a contrast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, that's crazy. So. Yeah, man, micro macro level, it's just uh, it's more of the same. It's um, having to represent still an entire race. Two people be the representative. It's still exhausting. Mm. Nothing's changed. Still mm. exhausting. <laughs> um, it's still hard to have to be like super articulate and um, kind of like go against what they expect. But at the same time, there's a party that wants to rebel and it's just, you know, I'm black. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Um, and honestly, I think that's what we need to do. Because, yeah. I mean, to an extent, and like, mm-hmm. in whatever way it feels authentic to us individually. Yeah. But yeah, we, there should be no hiding. There should be mm-hmm. no masking of like. That's one of the cool things I feel like the space that we're in right now, the time that we're in right now. Like, I know for me personally, like with my relationship with God, like just appreciating what he's made me. Like yeah. he's made me this way. Like he sees color. <laughs> he's not colorblind. Like he yes. made it on purpose yeah. and he values it. Um, and, but another thing that I, last thing I'll say that I learned on the macro level is mm-hmm. like, I think there is an over, um, what's the word? Like an over grasping of, of ethnicity okay. to where it's like superseding following Jesus um, where people are like, I'm black and then I'm a Christian or I'm this and then I'm a Christian. And it's just like, and you're, and you're actually forcing like black issues ahead of stuff. And it's, it's this is the thing that, that people don't understand. It's like, you don't have to choose. Mm. Like Jesus cares about racial issues. He cares about social issues. He cares about like all of the the physical things that we are going through, the struggles that we're going through, he just also cares a lot about your soul as mm-hmm. well and where it's going to mm-hmm. go. And so um, you don't have to, it's not an either or. You don't have to choose like, okay, I'm going to care about this. Yeah. It's like, no, the gospel speaks to all of that. Yeah. So just embrace it. It's good. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, value people, value what they're going through, value their struggles, have compassion. And then also combine with that, Preach the gospel to him. Yeah. And honestly, that that is the unifying factor. Mm-hmm. That That is the remedy. It yes. really is. I mean, yeah. it, it puts us all in the... It's like, oh, we're all the same mm-hmm. here. Yep. Okay, but instead of like these vertical lines yeah. that, yeah, race can definitely do, it's good to be prideful of what God made you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes as a result, you know, when it makes you separate yourself, yes. you know, now, yeah, and in this country there's a you know that's what we're built on is yeah, separation, separation and mm-hmm. it's, you know obviously we we've had to kind of do that ourselves in order yes. to survive yes um i'm not gonna go into all that yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's another podcast yeah. of course. <laughs> um so uh we're running short on time yeah 
Running over. We're going to go a little over, Joseph. I'm sorry. I know you said not to, but we're going to go a little bit over. Um, so let's wrap this up as far as 2021. What's the most important thing that you learned this year? We've kind of touched on a lot of that stuff. So we'll probably mm-hmm. be pretty quick, and then we'll talk about what what the future holds in mm. 2022. What's the most important thing you learned this year? I would say the most important thing I learned this year is that there are no accidents Mm. from God Um, in terms of what is placed in your life, good or bad. um, You know, obviously we're given choices and we can make choices that maybe he wouldn't Mm -hmm. want for us, but he kind of knows that we were going to do that, Mm -hmm. knowing that we would eventually get to where we need to be. But um, and really just kind of trusting that trusting, you know, especially now that since I've mentioned, like, I'm in a place now where it's like I never imagined I would be here. And I again, it is only through God's grace that I'm here. And it is only through everything that sucked (laughs) that I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. You know, it's, it's not new and it's, mm-hmm. I've experienced that time and time again, but to have it lead to me being at the high, what I feel like is the highest point I've been so far mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just stable and happy and optimistic and fulfilled, mm. you know, and it's like all of that is a gift. I didn't make myself feel these ways. I didn't do the things I didn't do these things. So I would feel this way. Mm-hmm. Even if I did, I wouldn't. Things don't make you, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to feel better. It's like, you don't know how you're going to feel. Um, All of that is a gift and Mm -hmm. none of it is is an accident. So Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to tap into that. And it really helps me look forward and realize, hey, whatever comes again, this is nothing new. Yeah. But whatever comes, it's like it is meant. It is purposeful. And ultimately, it leads to something better. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Um I would say the most important thing I've learned this year is that I I can trust God. Mm, and I've heard you say that in recent podcasts. Yeah, it's just like this thing that like I've learned recently that like we have to be constantly reminded of because I've, I've read this in a couple of different books, but we've we've inherited from you know our answers however you interpret the beginning of genesis and all that but we've inherited this lie it's like literally been passed down in our genes there's like this new study of this thing called epigenetics where you can actually like inherit trauma and different Mm -hmm. things like in Mm -hmm. your genes Mm -hmm. um but we've inherited this lie that we can't trust god that's literally what genesis 3 is about it's just Mm -hmm. like hey he said this but you can't trust him He's holding out on you. Don't believe him. He's not going to provide for you. He's not going to care about you. You got to do it for yourself. And so that's why, like, I think we have to be constantly, every week, every day, reminded, no, I can trust him. I can trust him. He is worthy of being trusted. Like, he does want what's best for me. I don't have to do it for myself. I can't really do it for myself. I think um, just realizing that I am a lot more okay with insecurity and when i say insecurity i mean like 
I don't mean like internal insecurity. Like obviously we don't want to be insecure in here, but like as far as like my life being secure in the in the mm. financial mm-hmm. Western sense of the word, like, hey man, you have security. You did it. You got the you achieved the American dream. You went to college, you got the degree, got the job, mm-hmm. got the house. Mm-hmm. You, you did you won the game essentially. Um I'm realizing that I don't number one, that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't fulfill me. Um, but number two, like I'm actually okay with giving it up. Yeah. Um, which is like insane to say out loud. I mean, it, I think it's amazing because, and we were talking about this last mm-hmm. night, the way that things are is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Anything that humans create is arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It, it can be in any number of ways. So yeah. the fact that this natural flow of life has become Yes, you check off these mm-hmm. things, you go to college, get the job, get the house, get married, get a car, get a dog, whatever it may be. And it's like, oh, you did all those things. Look at you. You made it. Yeah. Happiness is abound. <laughs> and it's like most people who just do that, they're not they're not mm-hmm. fulfilled. No. It's, it's kind of a cyclical existence. Mm-hmm. So I'm I mean, I'm really proud of you and I'm happy to see you kind of really looking at your situation mm-hmm. critically. Yeah. Um, and being able to say like, you know what, there's gotta be more Mm -hmm. and there is. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then also just, you know, like contemplating the end, like contemplating death. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we both lost our grandma this year. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're out of grandparents. We're fresh out, fresh out, man. Um, and so just like processing that every day in its own in my own little way like just slowly mm-hmm. just things will pop up and i'm just like dang yeah um, same same yeah. just just processing like the change and uh the inevitable change of things and it's just like mm-hmm. man like i there's i can't rely on anything but god like and again it sounds so cliche but it's like it's reality mm-hmm. like i i genuinely everything that i've tried to rely on has proven that i can't rely on it except for him so that's kind of the biggest thing i've learned in 2021 i'm probably going to continue to learn it mm-hmm. uh, moving forward so to wrap this up man what are your plans for 2022 maybe two or three things that mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. you're excited yeah. about yeah yeah well uh getting married oh yeah <laughs> so there's that something small um everything will change from there um there's a very, very good chance that I'll be going on tour with a band over in Europe. What? And the UK. You didn't tell me that. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It's kind of a kind that's of wild. a newer development. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still almost in disbelief that it will happen or that I'll even like go or be able to go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean there's COVID. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. But um it's in the works. Uh it would probably be it would be two different tours, one in June, one in August. Wow. So that would be pretty crazy. And first time over there, yeah, I've always wanted to go. And yeah, I would have been, I would have been going if it wasn't for COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. That might happen. Um, we'll see about another fragrance. Oh yeah. Awesome. We'll see about that. Um, and beyond that, just continued growth uh, with the with the channel, of course. And um, you know, musically, I'm I'm in an interesting place because I'm. You know, things are opening up. I'm playing a lot more. Yeah, I've seen that. Been just having a great time back on the scene and 
performing, you know, artistically, my music is is kind of in a I don't even know how to say it, really. It, I, I, want, I don't want to say it's not growing, but it's um, it's in a maintenance mode at the I'm, I'm definitely refining things, but I'm not like artistically pushing myself and saying like, oh, I'm going to. I'm recording records and I'm mm-hmm. booking tours and I'm playing around town a lot and, you know, doing all these projects. I'm doing stuff like very individually that could be bigger things later. So mm-hmm. um, I've had to actually really make peace with that over okay. the past year because I felt like I was just kind of like doing gigs and going where I need to go, but still having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my energy, as I was talking about earlier, really going into YouTube right. primarily because um it's a source of stability yeah. <laughs> i mean let's just be real it's really yeah. it's really proven yeah, to be doing its thing um it's really been a liberating thing so just continued growth uh continually leaning on god through all the growth and all the lack thereof or at least what feels like lack mm. thereof so those are my that's plans. cool man that's yeah. really dope you didn't tell me about that mm-hmm. so uh for me um i think the biggest thing is being a part of this church plant mm-hmm. with the garage church, garage community church, um, and just like putting a lot into it and, um, you know, investing into the community there and just really like doing something like mm-hmm. something that we've been, I've been talking about for a long time. I've been passionate about like all of the, you know, issues that I've had with quote unquote, the church, um, this is my attempt to do it what I think is better. Not what I think, but like just try to like do the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, preaching more, definitely mm-hmm. doing more teaching and preaching. Um, and, you know, starting going to seminary, really challenging myself in that sense, like seeing where I'm at, seeing what I know, mm. um, how I can get better. I think that's going to be dope. Um, you know, continuing to love my wife and, and continuing to see if we can, you know, have a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that, mm-hmm. praying for that. Um, and then just uh, really seeing where my career path is going to go. Mm. Um, that's the that's the thing, and just trying to trust God more and uh, live in abundance instead of scarcity. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's like the theme of this. This. <laughs> episode which is really dope Mm -hmm. but um yeah man it has been a pleasure pleasure as always it's super fun to have you on these things and uh yeah man thank you for your time bro thanks for having me love you too bro um to all his audience checking it out thank you guys for coming through thanks for pulling up we will see you guys in 2022 have an amazing new year and christmas and all that stuff um and uh see y'all later man peace later